Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Vlakis, founder of The Dietologist and your host. But before we get into today's bite-sized episode, I wanted to let you know that my free Fertility Masterclass is now available for you to watch. Inside this 60-minute masterclass, I talk you through my top four fertility diet mistakes that I see my clients making and what to do instead using my practical nutrition strategies that I use with one-on-one clients every single day. Spots do fill up quickly though, so be sure to save your seat using the link in the show notes below, and I can't wait to see you there. Now on to today's bite-sized episode all about advanced glycated end products or ages. And I have our amazing team dietitian here at The Dietologist, Kaylee Slater, accredited practicing dietitian, joining me for today's episode. And for those who don't know who Kay is, she is one of the newest dietitian additions to the team, and she's helping me see even more women from all across Australia and the world who need help with their women's health, fertility, and pregnancy nutrition needs. Kay is also completing her PhD at the moment, looking at the health of women in postpartum and their risk of future cardiovascular disease, uh, particularly amongst those who had high blood pressure or preeclampsia in their pregnancy. So super interesting area. We might have to do a whole other podcast episode on that one day. Um, welcome, Kay. Thank you, Steph. I'm so, so excited to be doing the podcast um, and recording this episode with you. And yeah, I'm excited to listen back despite having to listen to my own voice. I don't know if that's anything that I will ever get used to. And I'm sure you hear your own voice all the time. So some tips for listening back will be great. Um, but yeah. no, I, you yeah. get used to it. You get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to listen back. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to share my knowledge with everyone. Um, and it's also a great way for both Steph and I to stay on top of the research in this area because a lot of research goes into these podcasts as well. So as Steph said already, today I'm going to be sharing a bit of something different for everyone today, AGES, um, also known as Advanced Glycated End Products, which is a mouthful, so I'm just going to call them AGES today. Um, if you see me in the clinic, you um, will know that I talk about these a lot. Um, and Steph as well talks about them a lot. So I find that I mention it, yeah, all the time. And when I do, a lot of people have absolutely no clue what I'm talking about. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. What on earth are they? So advanced glycated end products or ages are basically toxic end products. And what they do is they induce oxidative stress. What oxidative stress is, is 
it is an imbalance of free radicals and antioxidants in the body, and this can lead to cell and tissue damage. It naturally occurs um, and plays a role in aging as well, in the aging process. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you all the way back to year 10 chemistry for a second. This might be a bit of a nightmare for some people, and for others, you may have loved year 10 chemistry. So yeah, sorry if this gives you nightmares. But very, very simply, free radicals are unstable atoms. So what that means is they just have an unpaired electron. And this can lead to damage in our cells and also cause illness and aging. So what happens is ages will accumulate not only naturally with age, and this is due to an increased circulating glucose levels, but they can also be ingested through foods that are cooked at high temperatures. So these ages are also an important factor in egg quality because research su suggests that elevated levels in serum and follicular fluid are associated with reduced ovarian reserve and therefore reduced chances of falling pregnant. Okay, so we've established that ages are not all that great for us, but the real question is what can we do about them? Well, my friends, here are my top tips that I use with my clients in clinic almost all the time. Tip number one is to rethink your cooking method. So the best way I like to describe ages is through charred food. So you know when you burn that piece of toast and you look at it, you're in a bit of a rush and you think, ah, it's not that bad. I'll just eat it anyway. Yeah, that is not, that's not going to happen and that needs to stop. So poaching, microwaving, boiling are the easiest ways to prevent ingestion of ages just because you're less likely to burn your food and they won't produce that char on the exterior. Whereas other cooking methods like grilling, barbecuing or frying can lead to charring if you cook it too long or if you burn it. Um, so it's important for those that are hoping to conceive just to cook their foods at lower temperature. And any food that does burn or any food that is a little bit charred, rather, you know, cut that little bit off or just if it's a piece of toast, start again, chuck that piece out and put another piece of bread in the toaster. Um, but, yeah, it's important to know that you don't have to completely avoid grilling, barbecuing or frying. Just take, um, take it into account and try not to cook your food at too high of a temperature. Yeah. One thing to add to that, Kate, is that actually using a marinade of uh, lemon juice or fresh herbs and spices, when you're cooking something that might be a bit more barbecued or grilled, that's going to get that crusty black caramelized stuff, that that can actually mitigate some of the formation of ages. And so if you really can't let go <laughs> of the barbecue, which is particularly important for us Aussies, um, it is a good way to, I guess, reduce the impact that ages can have in terms of our diet and also still enjoy some delicious barbecue food. So just thought I'd jump in with that one there. Thank you so much, Steph, for that tip. That is awesome. And anyway, marinades make our food taste all that much better. So go ahead and use them and lemon juice as well. Can't go wrong. Okay, number two. So tip number two is to boost the antioxidant content of your diet. So I think this is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about with my clients. So if you have seen me in clinic, chances are I have 
definitely spoken about antioxidants. And if I haven't yet, it is coming your way. Don't you worry. I'm sure Steph talks about them all the time as well. So antioxidants are widely known for their ability to basically mop up free radicals and prevent oxidative damage. So what does that mean? You may have remembered from like two minutes ago, me talking about free radicals having an unpaired electron and this unpaired electron makes them highly unstable. Well, basically, antioxidants do the opposite job. So they're molecules that are so stable, so stable enough that they can donate one of their electrons over to the free radicals and ultimately make the free radicals stable. So what this means is they will no longer cause that kind of damage and oxidative damage and harm in our bodies. So I wonder if my university chemistry lecturer would love my non-scientific explanation of how this process works. Um, but well, at least I'm not trying to explain the Krebs cycle. If you know what the Krebs cycle is, you totally get me. And that is a hard, hard task. Okay, moving on. So at the Dietologist, we encourage all of our clients to what we call eat the rainbow. And this is for the ladies, this is for the gents, this is for everyone. So basically what this does, it promotes the intake of a wide range of antioxidants. And this will allow us to truly get the benefit from them. So what we want you to do is we want you to start including a large range of different colored fruit and veggies into your diet every day. The ultimate goal is to consume 30 different colored plant foods each week. Yes, I know you might be thinking, whoa, that's a lot. Um, but hey, it's, it's an ultimate goal. We start small. So as a starting point, why not start with including three different colored fruit and veggies or plant foods at each of your main meals? So brekkie, lunch and dinner, if that's what your main meals are. And it does sound hard, but it's actually easier than you think when you start unpacking what you're actually eating. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's talk about what I had yesterday. So for breakfast, I had a berry and banana smoothie. And in that smoothie, I had strawberries, which are red, pink, bananas, which are yellow, and blueberries, which are bluey purple, and also oats, almond butter, and milk. So there's three different colored fruits in there. For my lunch, I had a tuna sandwich, and on my tuna sandwich, I had spinach, which is my green, yellow cherry tomatoes, my yellow, and roasted capsicum, which is red. Also, if you haven't tried the roasted capsicum on your sandwich, you're missing out, and do yourself a favor. And then for dinner, I also had a burrito bowl. So in my burrito bowl, I had chicken, I had black beans, I had brown rice, avocado, grilled red and green capsicum and some tomato salsa as well. So a whole lot of different colors in my burrito bowl. And then also some snacks between because I love my snacks. Um, so yeah, it can actually be easier than you think to get all three of those different colors in at each main meal. And if you do need some help doing that, that is exactly what we're here for. Now also remember that garlic and onion count as a veggie. Fresh and dried herbs also count as well which a lot of people kind of forget that they use in their cooking. So give this a go. We would love to hear in the reviews how you've found trying to get three different colored veggies into your, or fruit, into your um, made meals. And yeah, again, if you need any help, that's what we're here for. And you can book in with either of us.
Thanks so much, Kay, for that rundown on advanced glycated end products or ages. And I think this is such an area of emerging research and actually Australian research too, which is super, super cool. And we're starting to understand that potentially that this is going to be a new kind of frontier, particularly for those people who are trying to conceive in general, but also people that have had issues with egg quality, even issues with sperm quality. We're starting to see it being more important in both PCOS and endometriosis, people who are going through IVF and having recurrent implantation failure, so when that embryo is just not implanting and we don't know why, not because the uterine lining isn't thick enough or anything else, then this is something that you could explore. I think it's good for everybody to bear this in mind when trying to conceive, but particularly if those things resonate with you. And the most critical group of people that this applies to in terms of advanced glycated end products is people that have uh, type 2 diabetes or are pre-diabetic and really even those people who are insulin resistant with high blood glucose levels because those high blood sugar levels or blood glucose levels are going around and attaching themselves to different proteins in your body, which is what advanced glycated end products really are. And you don't, just don't want to be adding in more from a dietary perspective by ingesting them in the form of those dark caramelized bits on your meat or veggies or your burnt toast and so on. So, for those of you wondering, ah, oh, this doesn't sound relevant to me, probably is. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. So take these, some of these tips, start implementing them, start switching out your cooking methods, as Kay said, start using the lemon and herbs. If you are going to use those higher temperature, fast cooking methods, that's going to give that char. And don't forget to also support your body's ability to handle these by mopping them up with boosting antioxidant content of your diet, lots of different colors, fruits and veggies, herbs and spices. And yeah, if you need help with that, that's exactly what we're here for. Absolutely. So if you would like to learn more about how you can work with us here at The Dietologist, I will leave a link in the show notes for you. So thanks again, Kay, for coming on. So for everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts and share with your partner, friends or family. It is actually unbelievable how many emails I get saying me and my partner listen to this together and it's like such a huge win for me. So I absolutely love hearing that you are doing that. And Last but not least, don't forget to save your seat for my next free online masterclass, which is available to anyone all around the world from your laptop. Learn about the four key fertility diet mistakes we see our clients making, what to do instead. The link is in the show notes below. And I've gotten some incredible feedback from this masterclass from previous participants. So I know you will absolutely love it. If you love this podcast, it's like, a one-hour podcast, so you will absolutely love it. Until the next episode, everyone, I'll catch you then. Bye.